Hey, this is Homer Hargrove. I'm the pastor of Grape Top Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for connecting with our family today, and I hope this message inspires you and that it makes a difference in your life. Enjoy the message. How to have happy and meaningful relationships. The first thing I wanted us to talk about was the idea to not replace good standards with basic expectations. Don't replace good standards with basic expectations. I'll give an example. Whenever I'm grocery shopping, sometimes I I just think it's hilarious whenever I read something and it says like, made with real cheese. (laughs) Of course, that's what I expect. What what other option is there? it's like made with real cinnamon. Is, there, is it really cheaper to make synthetic cinnamon? <laughs> like, it, and the marketing is like promoting what I would basically expect. If I expect cheese in pizza, in frozen pizza. I expect it to be made with real cheese. Right. But it promotes it as if it's this, it's this great addition to your purchase. Mm. In the same way, choose to be with someone that you would actually want to be with and enjoy being with. So those are two different things. Someone that you actually want to be with, that's like initial, Mm -hmm. and then someone that you enjoy being with. Maybe you wanted to be with them, and now that you're with them, they don't make you feel happy. In fact, you feel like you're always getting bummed out or feeling uh, bad about yourself when you're with them. Sometimes we don't even realize how bad we feel when we're with somebody. Rather, uh, you, you should really choose to be with someone that you want to be with, someone that you enjoy being with, rather than someone that is simply available. Mm. This is one of the biggest mistakes that you make when you're in middle school and high school, but it's also the same mistake that people make as adults. And that is they just give themselves to anyone that's available rather than being with someone that they actually want to be with. And being nice to you is a basic requirement. (laughs) It is not something special. Let me say that again because I know that's really hard to believe. Being nice to you, girls, y'all listening? (laughs) Being nice to you is a basic requirement. That should be standard. You don't even have to list that in, in, uh, in things that you desire in a relationship. That should just be common practice, common sense. I want someone that's nice to me. It is not something special. Okay? So if you maybe that's been a qualifier for you, you should really reassess of what you're willing to accept as boyfriend, girlfriend material. Because being nice to you should just automatically come with the package. If you've been with a lot of dirtbags that have been mean to you and now you find someone that's kind of nice to you and you want to hold on to them... There's a lot other people that, that you deserve to be with that would be nice, nicer to you. And it's common for them. It's easy for them rather than someone you finally just happen to find that's a little nice to you. Y'all dig what I'm saying? And the, on, this, on this note, again, uh, made with real cheese, that's expected. Being nice to you, that's expected. You should really think about what you want in a person you want to be with and stick with it. Think about what you really want in a person and stick with it. I want you to just for a moment, let's pick on adults that we know. Think about how many adults that you know 
that are miserable in their relationships. Yeah, now you're like, oh, that's real talk, right? It's not talking about me. I'm talking about older people now. So many adults are in these miserable relationships. They're not happy. They're miserable. And how do you, and you can see it in just even the way that they carry themselves, the way that they talk. I mean, why else do they have to go out every night? It's because there's this misery that they carry. And part of, a lot of that comes with these bad relationships we stick in to where we stay with them because we don't want to be alone, but it's making us miserable inside. Think about how many uh, family members, people that you know that are older, that are in and out of relationships, in and out of marriages, because they can't find someone to be happy with. That's real. It, it's, that's what happens. That's a result when you don't have any standards of the people that you're with. You're just shooting in the dark. You're just like, I hope this works out. Instead, be intentional and say, I want to be with this kind of person. And then you won't be shooting in the dark. You're, you're literally playing Russian roulette. You know what Russian roulette is? It's taking a revolver, putting one bullet in the chamber, spinning it around to where you don't know where that bullet is and putting it to your head and saying, I hope I live. That is what you're doing every time you just go out with someone just because they're available rather than being intentional of who you actually, what kind of person you want to date. And most of the time, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're shooting yourself in the head because you're going out with these people that treat you bad when you don't have to. What, what do you have to say on, on this point, Lauren? Well, what you said so far was great homework. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that. Of course. And of course, I have some things I would like to share on this. And as Homer said, you know, growing up, um, I didn't... Uh, go to church, I didn't really have a relation with God, all that kind of stuff, so, you know, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, right, and um, it wasn't until I really gave my life to Christ, this guy, who's going to be laughing at me, I'm not laughing, okay. I'm, I love you, um, I thought of a different joke yeah, in my head, that's, that, I'll probably keep yeah. that one, I was laughing at something else, yeah, and so, um, you know, it wasn't until I really gave my life to Christ, and I finally was like, one day, while I was talking to someone, um, who was kind of like a mentor to me at the time, if you will, and she was like, well, what do you want in a spouse? And I was like, well, shoot, I don't even know. I never thought about that. You know, I dated whoever was nice to me. Um, I gave a chance to whoever Initially was, nice to you. Initial, good patch. Initially nice to me, right? I, you know, was open to go out with someone who, you know, said, oh, you look pretty. I like you, right? That was enough. But that didn't go so far, did it? Um, because every time I did, I became, I got this toxic relationship. Um, I was miserable. I was insecure for the first time because I felt like I wasn't special. And the more and more I got myself in those kinds of relationships, the more insecure it became, the more not special I felt because I was just another one to these people, right? So long story short, um, after I gave my life to Christ and really began to follow him, I was like, God, I want to like start over with this whole relationship thing. I just want to marry one godly man. How do I do this? And I remember one day he spoke to me and he told me to write down what I wanted in a man. Um, and for guys that are here, write down what you want in a woman, right? Um, but he was speaking to me and I, for the first time, thought about it. And for the first time, I actually um, started to realize what I desired with all the characteristics and personality traits, but even like looks, hey, like we all have a type, ain't no shame in that, right? So I wrote actually a very long list 
Um, and I was like, okay, I want him to be first, number one. I said I want him to be on fire for the Lord. I didn't want no guy that kind of goes to church every once in a while. I wanted a, like, legit Christian. And the second thing, this might surprise you. I put, I want him to be funny. And look at this guy. Here we go. And then the list went on and on. I said, I want him to be good with the finances. Like, he'll cover that. I want him to be, and I even drew a picture. And I was like, I want him to have muscles, but not, like, too much. I literally wrote that. This, but, but he's borderline. <laughs> he's borderline, right? And so, anyways, my point is, is, like, for the first time, I was like, dude, this is what I want. And I remember praying and saying, God, I give this to you. And so, you know, what that did for me was it actually helped me to see what I wanted. So when the wrong ones came that didn't fit that description, I didn't waste time on them anymore. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing. Along the way, there's some that came and they had the Christian stamp. Like, oh, I'm a Christian. And I'm like, I don't even like you. And um, so, and sometimes you have to be careful, ladies and gentlemen, that if you're looking for a godly relationship, just because they say they're a Christian doesn't mean they actually... Uh, truly practice that. And so there was a time before Homer where I got sucked in um, to this relationship that I thought was bringing up the past. I'm sharing real life because I just took their word for it. I just took that Christian stamp for it. And it ended up being one of the worst relationships I was ever in. So be careful. Um, if I could interject on yes, that. Please, Homer. Um, so let me, let me broaden that. Um, the nice stamp. They're nice to me stamp. Let, let's break it down to even that. And rather than saying, uh, oh, I want a Christian or someone that goes to church or anything, what about just being nice? Oh, I want a nice person. I think a lot of guys and girls, uh, they can play that part initially. And you need to just know that if it's only at the beginning and it doesn't follow through, then back out. Yeah. Like, it, it, you don't need to stay there. They, you just need to understand that it was a trick. It was just to catch you. It was a hook. And you have the free will to get out of that. Um, right. So, Amen. Yeah, so that's a good point. And, you know, going forward with that thought, you know, sometimes we're afraid to think about what we truly want in a partner or a relationship because deep down we don't feel worthy of what that really is. Mm. And so sometimes, you know, you might be thinking, like, if I write this list or in your head or think about what I really want, I want him to be nice. I want him to be... Um, a godly man, I want him to be, I don't know, or woman, gentlemen, whatever that is for y'all. And sometimes deep down we think, well, if I'm expecting that, I'm not even worthy for that. I'm not good enough for my dream man. And so, so many times, you may not be thinking that in your head, but deep down you don't feel worthy for this amazing relationship that you truly desire. And, you know, the truth is, is that you are worthy. Of that dream man. You are worthy of that dream woman. I'm not trying to sound cheesy right now, but I, when I met Homer, I literally was like, God, like you had mercy on me. Like I wasn't deserving of a man who treated me. Me. You. No, me. me. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's too. Um, you're, you're pretty lucky too. And, um, <laughs> but I really was like, wow, you really had mercy on me. Like, you know, I, I messed up a lot, but God, you, my desires to have a healthy, godly relationship, you fulfilled. And so, um, so, so many times we don't feel worthy and we just go with whoever makes us feel good for the moment. But a relationship like that will not last because it's not based on a solid foundation. 
who you choose to talk to, even if you're not dating someone. You know, in middle school and high school, you're like, oh, I'm just talking. We're just talking. We're just filling things out. Or how do y'all say it these days? Link, link up or link with. I, that, that's the new term, right? There you go. Whoever you choose to link with. I watch TikTok sometimes, so I get the lingo, right? It really does matter. It really does. It will affect you whether you think it will or not. Even if you talk to a couple people here and there, you think, oh, it's not a big deal, whatever, just move on. The truth is, is that it will affect your heart. It will affect your future. And it is so important to choose now wisely what you want and who you give your time to. Because you truly are worthy of someone um, that would treat you the way that you deserve. And so um, those are some of my thoughts on good standards and basic expectations. Yeah, and I really like what you were saying about that note of feeling worthy. I think that that really boils down to having the fear of rejection. And we we don't attempt to be with someone that we even like have eyes for, let alone think that they're a good person or etc. because we're afraid of that rejection. And I think that translates to like feeling worthy enough and um, I, it's really a good segue to our next point, which is you are special. You are special. You are a catch. You're special, so you don't need to do anything special. Mm. This is where we're going to talk a lot more about like sexy stuff. <laughs> um, and so you're special, you don't, so you don't need to do anything special. You, you need to know that you are an incredibly unique individual. There's no one else like you. It, uh, it, pe- the, you are just like fingerprints. You notice that from hands, fingerprints from far away, they all look the same. But when you get up close, you realize that there is not one fingerprint that is exactly like another. Mm. You are incredibly unique and you are attractive. So, there, there, are, there are people that find you attractive and you need to get out of your head that nobody wants you. Mm. You, you are special, okay? So... You don't need to prove anything to anyone, especially when it involves your body. You don't need to prove anything to anyone, especially when it involves your body. Whether, uh, whether it's girls or guys, uh, giving it up or bowing down, both doing, uh, uh, doing it even when the other person is cheating. Uh, that's what it mind boggles me, is that girls will give it up, guys will bow, uh, just simply bow down and all while the girl or guy that they're doing, just freely giving themselves to, is cheating on them. I, I, I think that's crazy, don't you? Mm-hmm. Willing to give something so unique and special about yourself to someone that is just uh, taking that from you and taking it from someone else as well. Yeah. That you, you're trying, you're, the reason that you do it is because it makes you feel special. They make you feel special. But in reality, they don't think you're that special. They, they do not value you as a person. They don't value you as a person. They don't value your body. And they're using you. Don't give something so special about yourself to somebody that is treating it as ordinary. Y'all dig what I'm saying? And I want to give a, a, a little analogy. Just be careful. Um, so... <laughs> I'll say this as appropriate as possible. Yes. Sex is with each person has their own flower. Okay, I want y'all to just use your imagination. Well, not too much. Uh, not too much, though. <laughs> okay, but use your imagination. Every person uh, has their own sexual flower. 
And whenever that flower is opened up, it, it gives off an aroma that blinds the people from using good judgment. I'll give an example. Girls that are open themselves uh, when it comes to like the flower analogy, like sexually, it, a guy, any guy, will simply go for it because they're under this sexual aroma. It, it, what I'm saying is guys will not treat, treat you special just because you give yourselves to them. They, they, will, they will give themselves to anything that has that flower opening up to them. Anyone that opens up to them, they will go for it. it, it it's, it's the same way for girls too, that a guy that makes you feel special and so you, uh, that aroma, that sexual aroma makes you think it, it's like tunnel vision to where you ignore everything else and you're like, this, this is good. This is, uh, this is good for me. It makes me feel special. And you, you're not even thinking anymore at that moment when, that, when this opportunity is open to you. Y'all think what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. Are... All right, let me, let me use a more vivid example. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm joking, but what I'm, what I'm simply trying to say is that when you involve sex and when you involve it freely, mm. no one is thinking clearly. Right. They are going to just go for it, and it's not special anymore. Yep. Okay? There it is. Um, I try to beat around the bush, but right. that just didn't work. Yeah. Um, even uh, – I want you to, to understand that um, – Sex, be, what I'm saying is you shouldn't just give sex out freely because no matter what, it's going to be uh, accepted. And so even if you don't feel confident in yourself, uh, girls, a lot of times girls will freely give themselves up in sex because they don't feel confident within themselves. They don't feel confident within their body. And so they just go to, well, let me just offer this. Yeah. And it makes you feel more confident like, oh, they want me now. Well, they want, uh, mm-hmm. they want their own mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, good pleasure. Right. You're just a tool for it now. Yeah, right. You make yourself just a tool. And even if you don't feel confident within yourself, you must at least get a hold of self-respect. That's good. You don't have to have self-confidence, but you should have self-respect to start out with. And I, I'll, I'll go as far to say this. Um, this is, I, I even wrote down here, this is extra credit. So when it comes to, when it comes to this idea of sex, girls, you hold the line when it comes to what is allowed and what's not allowed. Yeah. Girls simply hold the line of what is allowed and what's not allowed. And I know that's not fair. I know that's not fair. But chemistry-wise, biologically, there's literally, uh, did you know that when a man is aroused sexually, that their pleasure sensors uh, in their brain are literally increased and that, that those sensors are taken away from their judgment sensors? So literally the part of their brain that uses judgment shuts down whenever the idea or opportunity for pleasure is there. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is when, when guys are turned on, they stop thinking right. You, so just chemically, what I'm saying is you have just a slight more 
mindfulness when it comes to the opportunity to uh, anything sexual. And you got to understand that even good guys, even that nice guy that we've been talking about, even the good guy will go as far as you let them. Every guy will go as far as you let them. And so you have to be strong and clear in your nose. You have to be strong and clear in your nose. And I say nose multiple as in plural because you will have to say it more than once. Even with a good guy, you will have to say no more than once to really get it through their thick skull at the moment. Mm -hmm. And you have to be clear and strong in your no. And you don't have to worry about hurting his feelings. They're trying to take something from you. They're literally using you for that moment. You need to get that through your head. They're not even thinking about you anymore. They're thinking about what they want. And you need to understand that you're, you can be as strong and even aggressive in your no. You don't need to give in. Y'all feel that? Lauren, take it away. <laughs> All right. Well, that was good, Homer. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'm going to share a verse in the Bible that I feel really goes um, off of what we're talking about. You're special, so don't have to give anything special away. And it is in Matthew 7, 6, and it says, Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls and then turn and attack you. And so what am I saying with this whole pig and pearl thing, right? You are special and you pretty don't... <laughs> it's pretty obvious, yeah. You don't need to give what's special to just anyone. This includes sex, yes. We've been talking about sex, right, all night. You don't have to give it up. But it's not just that. Honestly, it's your time, your emotions, your heart, and your efforts. So many times I've seen girls and guys, and I myself especially um, in high school, I, um, so many times we give up our friends, we give up our loyalty to our family, we give up great opportunities, whether it's to go to college or be in extracurricular activities, things that you're passionate about, for a person that they were dating for just a little bit, who ended up hurting them and betraying them. How many times have one of your friends ditched you for their girlfriend who cheated on them the next day? Maybe with you, I don't know. Um, and be like that, right? Um, how many times have you, you or one of your friends said, no, I'm not gonna sign up again for, I don't know, volleyball because I just like, I like to hang out with my boyfriend after school. So I've been telling my mom that I'm at volleyball practice, but I'm really my boyfriend, right? Hey, see babe, I'm still good at it. I got this. <laughs> Sounds like you have a lot of experience. No, 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 <laughs> good. Um, but how many times have they given up their loyalty to their family? You know, not all of us, some of us have dysfunctional families, like I'll raise my hand, but some of us have some families that, you know, you like to be around. Like, hey, we have Friday night's pizza night. I don't know, but then you start being rude to your mom and dad. Like, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm going with Tim, you know? I'm going to go to the movies, but then you're not at the movies and you go park somewhere, okay? So I'm just saying. Um, but how many times have we thrown our pearls to pigs and those very people are the people who use and abuse us and then go around that next Monday at school and tell everyone your business, right? And so it's so easy to honestly allow love to blind you. You've heard that before, right? Love blinds. But like honestly, to the point where you begin to burn bridges with those who truly love 
and care about you. You begin to miss those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities because you're deceived to think that this other guy or girl is truly a good catch. Like, I don't know how many times, well, just a couple times, I told my mom. Countless, huh? Maybe <laughs> I told my mom in high school, no, mom, I'm serious, but this one's different. And she'd roll her eyes like, Lauren, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm like, mom, I'm serious. She's like, He's, I don't like him. I don't, there's something about him I don't like. I'm like, mom, you don't even understand. I'm so in love, like whatever. I'm so glad I found my baby because that was horrible. But <laughs> I'm being serious. He's my dream man. Let's clap for me real quick. Look, there you go. Right. Y'all are starting to see the, the dark road that she was the on. The broken road that led me to. It's like a country song or something like that. It really is. But I, I don't like country anymore. But anyways. Um, that was for, for other reasons. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so, um, yeah. So here's the thing, honestly, don't ignore the red flags. Don't sacrifice those who truly love and care about you for someone who will take all of you and trample it in the end. You are worth more than this. But like, honestly, you're worth more than just feeling good for a moment, than just want, all of us want to be loved, dude. Like we all want to feel loved and wanted and desired, but leave it for that one person who will actually make you feel like that. This is the only man that has ever truly made me feel secure in myself, loved, Shucks. valuable, wanted, desired, and I don't worry about this guy wanting somebody else, thinking someone else is better. <laughs> I'm just laughing at myself because... <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, I'm, laugh I'm laughing because we, those, anyways. Um, just like, gather yourself. I'm trying to gather because sometimes I, I watch those TikToks, right? And it's like those toxic girlfriends, like, babe, who is that? Or like making, you know, those little, like, but I, I don't know if y'all know that, that one TikToker, and it's like Tony, you know, anyone know who I'm talking about? Dang, okay, never mind. Anyway, so sometimes, even though he's the only one who has ever made me feel worthy and secure, he's helped me even to this day in my insecurities that still are there. Right? He reassures me every day, every year, every month that I am the only one that he wants. And that feels good. Don't you want to feel that? Don't you want to feel like you're the only valuable person in that one person's life? And so anyways, I butchered some of that, but you hear my heart, right? Yeah. There is someone out there who will respect you, honor you, encourage you to be all that you want to be, motivate you, love you, and cherish you. And I will tell you that the wait is worth it. And I'm sure that sounds cliche and you've heard it before. Like, yeah, okay, the wait is worth it. It really, please trust me when I tell you this, it is. I wish that I just met him and that was it. But God, you know, took our stories and made it beautiful, all of our broken pieces. And I'm so glad that he had mercy on my soul and gave me the man in my dreams. And he truly is. And so I'm going to end on this verse before we go to our, next, our last point, 2 Timothy 2.22. And it says, Run. From anything that stimulates youthful lust. Like literally, you have to just run sometimes. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. So just run from all of that. Like literally, if you have to run, just do it. Like just run. And enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. And so that is what I have to share on that point, Homer. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, what I'm really, um, I, I really liked about what the, how you were sharing 
when you really felt like they were the one? Because um, I think a lot of times uh, we, we really think that we found someone special and we're thinking, well, I, I did find someone special and so I'm willing to do special things for them. And I want you to just think for a moment about uh, the people that you, uh, that you considered your best friends in elementary school and how many of them you still talk to now. Even just from middle school, how many you talk to now. And that number gets less and less, and I'll you know, uh, give you a heads up, once you graduate high school, it's like drastically less. Once you, if you choose to go to college or not, like after that, it's drastically less. We're, uh, I'm, I'm 29, Lauren, how old are you? 32. 32, and I don't talk to anybody that I went to school with. And, uh, and you might be thinking, well, maybe Homer was just a loser. Maybe that's why he didn't talk to anyone. No. No, I had, uh, I had friends, okay? <laughs> I had close friends. You know how good of friends I thought I had to work? Even just my companionship with friends I thought was so special. I have a brand on my chest from a group of friends that I was with to where we thought we were blood brothers. So cool. And I, I literally got branded thinking, I don't care if this is for the rest of my life. I'm going to be with these guys as my friends the rest of my life. We would get jumped together. We would fight together. We were blood, like blood brothers. This is for life. Not one of those people talk to me now. Not one of them. In fact, just when I gave my life to Christ and I didn't want to drink or smoke anymore, done with me. And you need to get in your head. That, yes, meaningful relationships are possible right now, but be, be willing to allow yourself to consider that time will tell. Mm. And, and guys, especially, I, 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 a lot of times I usually pick on guys and tell girls, like, run, run for your lives. But, guys, I'm, I, I'll be transparent with, I remember a girl that I was with in high school mm-hmm. thought she was the one was thought you know it was all head over heels and i was willing to do any anything for her in fact i'll i'll get her flowers all the time i I didn't have any money so i'd steal flowers all the time but i was i was just like really all in and I, i really thought i liked this girl that i loved this girl and this chick cheated on me all the time. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. And, and, and that is just like, uh, I know now that she cheated way more than when I was actually with her, that what I was willing to accept. <laughs> well, she just has a lot of guy friends. She, but they're not doing anything. Doc, like, she, like, am I allowed to say hope for show? But, no. no. My <laughs> she was, she was all over the place. And Maybe three or four. But, but, you know, I was so just like blinded because she was willing to, to make me feel special, ma- willing to give herself to me. So I thought it was special. She was giving that, she was giving it to everybody, but it made me feel special. What I'm getting at is that I look back now, I'm like, man, I was so dumb. I can't believe I was willing to just go through that. Like, cause I felt horrible inside. I felt so emotionally distraught confused because I genuinely wanted to be with her and I was so tore up inside I remember being so angry and confused and you know how many times that I would choose her over the actual friends that were willing to to get jumped for me people that were willing to run with from the cops with me and I was leaving them behind to be with this girl that was cheating on me it it is what 
I just want to reiterate what Lauren is saying. Don't give your pearls to pigs. Mm. Don't give something special of yourself to someone that's going to treat it ordinary. Yeah, that's good. Um, going into our last point, choose sex with one special person rather than waste it with everyone. Mm. All right, I think it's good to wrap up. No, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get in here. Yeah. Um, I, I want to I really break out this idea because um, notice that, I want to be clear, notice how I'm not trying to use scriptures to convince you to stay pure, okay? I, I could pull out a plethora of Bible verses that would promote sexual purity and etc. But I want you to understand this idea that sex is the best gift to mankind. It is the greatest gift to mankind. And the very first thing that Adam and Eve did once Eve was created, the very first thing once they found each other was have sex. It says, Adam looked at Eve and she was beautiful. And this is why a man will leave his mother and father to be united with the woman. It just, just, like, just gives like this, almost like the curtains draw. And then it shows words on the screen like, and this is why a man will leave his mother and father to be united with one woman. Sex is one of the greatest gifts to mankind. God created sex. Think about that for a moment. He created our anatomy. It's not like Adam and Eve went behind the bushes and like, hey, God, guess what? And God's like, oh, my God. You did what? The parts fit? Oh, my. This is disgusting. Okay, whatever. Just don't tell me about it. I don't want to have anything to do with that. No, God created sex. He created our anatomy to, to give us one of the greatest pleasures, one of the greatest gifts to mankind. And when you belittle sex as just sex, see, this is going to be where it might feel counterintuitive to whatever idea you have with church and sex in your mind. God created sex as great, amazing, beautiful, blessed sex. The world belittles it and says it's just sex. Mm. Did you know the F word is actually was originally a farming term? To mate animals together. And so the, our world has literally belittled sex so much where it's not this amazing romantic experience full of two people becoming one and having this amazing experience together. No, it's just mating. We're just animals. And this idea of where it's just sex, you are belittling how great sex is in your mind. You're taking away from how truly great it is. And when you do that, you are slowly taking away its enjoyment. I'm not trying to do reverse psychology, okay? I'm going to give some stats. When you belittle sex in your mind to just make it where it's just sex, it's not a big deal, it's just sex. You're belittling it in your mind and you are slowly taking away its enjoyment because you are constantly making it less and less in your mind. Did you know that your mind is so powerful that they've done these MRIs and studies on the brain to where even just your thoughts have image, they, they can literally find thoughts in your brain. They literally appear little neurons. And the more that you give attention to it, the more that they grow. And so when you have a lifestyle of years and years to where you are belittling sex, you're creating your brain to literally think that sex is less and less and less. As an example, look at pornography. Well, don't look at pornography, but as, as an example, let's 
say talk about pornography. Sex is made common in, in a belittling way through pornography. And, and I, I've worked with young people, with students for over 10 years. And what I found is that just about every young person, the first time that they looked at porn was when they got their first smartphone. Girls and guys. And our, uh, because pornography is so available to our generation... The generations before us, I mean, they had to like go like get a trench coat with some sunglasses and go into like a dirty magazine store, you know, and, and that's how they would acquire pornography. And in this embarrassing way where you had to pay for it and, and it, hope that no one sees you. Now you just can just have it on your phone in the privacy in your own room, bathroom, whatever. Just, and no one has to know. We have pornography so available and what it does is have a constant belittling of sex on our mind. A constant belittling of sex because it's this idea of wasting sex with everyone. Mm. And you know what has happened? It's this phenomenon that's happened in the world. Did you know that erectile dysfunction, you know what that is? Uh. Here, we actually have a slide on the screen. You could, no. no, I'm just joking. Um, erectile dysfunction is when a man can't get it up, right? Okay. <laughs> well... That used to occur commonly when men enter in their, in, in their 40s, 50s. Do you know what the age is now for men to start experiencing erectile dysfunction? 22. Because they, uh, what, what has happened is we've made sex so common, so wasted, to where we can no longer find enjoyments in it. To where men, they, they finally get an opportunity to have sex... And they can't even get it up because they're not able to get aroused anymore. That's why when it comes to even pornography, when people start uh, viewing pornography on a regular basis, it starts out with uh, uh, just like normal, what, normal porn, softcore. And people always have to, what ends up happening over years and years is people have to go to more and more hardcore stuff. Do you all remember that story of those three, those three girls that were... Uh, found under this guy's basement and they were in his basement as sex slaves in the United States. I think, was it Chicago? I don't remember. But they were in his basement for more than nine years. One, eleven years. And they finally got free. These three girls. He was a school bus driver that, that ended up capturing them when, um, when they were vulnerable and was raping them for, for a decade. And when he was on the jury stand... And he was given his last words before they, they put, him in, uh, put him in prison. He attributed it, all of the rape, all of the abuse, chaining these women to the wall. He attributed it to his addiction to pornography. That he, would, that he kept needing to view it more and more. And that soon it wasn't enough. And see, when you belittle sex, you're, you're, you make that need for arousal, that need for enjoyment... You, you make it so much more damaged when you waste it. And you, whenever, uh, I want you to even look at just like when it comes to people, adults that even we know. I want you to, to think about all the, the, the adults in your life that you've, that you've come across where sex is belittled before marriage. It's just sex. They just openly have sex with uh, strangers, it's they just go in and out of relationships, and then what happens is 
uh, what we're told is that once they get married, now they never have sex. That's the way that's depicted in movies, right, and in, in life. And now that people get married, they never have sex, but they, they had sex when they were single. It shows two things. One, when they finally get married, it's so hard to get uh, aroused anymore because they've taken all of the enjoyment out of sex already. They've taken out the enjoyment and out of sex and tried to spend it in every possible way they could. And then they turned and looked at a person and said, well, I can't find enjoyment in sex anywhere else, so I guess we'll get married. It, you're giving that person the last of your, of your enjoyment rather than the best. And what it also shows, all these people that are apparently having uh, sex with just whoever, why is it that at the end of everything they want to get married? Because it was fleeting. The companionship, the loyal companionship deep down that we all desire is there. And if you just waste that sex on anybody, you're, you're taking away from the, the, the enjoyable, meaningful sex that you can have with that one somebody. You, you're taking it. Uh, sex, is, st- sex is really the strengthening part of that bond within a loyal companionship. And every time, when you, when you look at a, a bond and an adhesive, every time that you put something together and rip it away, that adhesiveness loses its ability to stick over time. Every time you put it together and rip away. And so, in the same way, we, we, damage, we, we damage our ability. We damage our ability to connect romantically with people when we constantly get with and leave people over and over. You're damaging your ability to connect romantically. So at the end of all this, what I'm saying is don't steal from your future self by being careless in your youthfulness. Don't steal from your future self. The enjoyable companionship that you can have within a a sanctified marriage, don't steal from that by being careless right now, by being impatient right now. I started out by saying me and Lauren have been married. We're going to be married for 10 years. Okay, we all of the companionship that we desired in our youth, that the longing to really be with someone, to be wanted, to be desired, all of the good stuff that you deep down desire, we have in each other. There's not one part of us that feels miserable with one another. And we've been married for almost a decade. And, and not to say too much, but we have three kids, okay, three under three. And the only reason we didn't have kids sooner is because we had pregnancy complications. But three kids in three years. Our kids are three, two, and one. And let me tell you, that is not because we wanted to have three kids. It's not because our Netflix expired. It's because we're totally into each other. Okay? I mean, some of those kids were even, uh, we were preventative. Okay? That we could give statistics on, on failure rates for condoms. I mean, what? Let that be a lesson to you guys. <laughs> what I'm saying is we have a, a fully alive a marriage where we enjoy each other all, in all parts of ourselves. And, it, and so don't believe the lies of people that say that, uh, that have anything negative to say about marriage or the possibility. That it's all, all the stuff that we're talking about. It, it's meaningful when it comes to you being able to have that, that loyal companionship that feels life-giving rather than Sucking the life out of you. Anything you want to end on, Lauren? Yes. 
Um, thank you for sharing all that homework. It was great. Um, I'm going to share this verse, and then I'm going to share some of my ending thoughts before we close up. And Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You know, each time we, you hook up outside of marriage, you're giving a hookup. Is that cool or no? Um, giving a piece of your heart away that was meant for your future spouse. That person takes a part of you with them. Spiritually, this is referred to as soul ties. I don't know if you've heard that term before or not. You know, when you have sex with someone, it's not just a physical thing that's happening, which, you know, I don't know if most of y'all know that. It's not just physical. But it is very spiritual. Sex is supposed to unite you into one, as the Bible shares, right? We talked a little bit about that. But if we choose to have sex with multiple partners, we have now become one with many rather than that one person in our future. These soul ties simply create a lot of heartache. Having a soul tie with your lifelong spouse is a wonderful thing. It's a positive thing. It's supposed to tie you together in the spiritual realm, physically, emotionally, in every way, and make you stronger together. Sex is good, like Homer shared. God created it for a married couple to enjoy, to make babies, but really, spiritually, it connects you closer and closer. But it has the opposite effect when we take it outside of marriage. And my point in sharing this is to encourage you that I'll be the first to say that married sex is honestly the best sex. Because it is actually fulfilling and intimate and genuine and you begin to have not just sex with that person, it's so much more than just these flings um, on the side, right? You know, the illusion that having multiple sex partners is great is completely false. The illusion of having all these sex partners and, you know, girls and guys are like, oh, yeah, man, I hooked up with this person. I hooked up, like, you think you're all cool, but you're not. <laughs> like, it's not cool to have multiple sex partners because it is cheap and unfulfilling. It is unfulfilling, and that is a fact. So your heart is special, extremely special, and your body is sacred and valuable. And you have to treat it as such. Don't just, you don't, you don't just go on the side of the road with your grandma's expensive diamonds that have been passed down through all generations, these valuable, you know, jewelry and wads of cash. I'm like, here you go. Whatever, like you don't just give it to anyone, right? You, you, you're intentional with those gifts. You carefully choose who can be trusted with something so valuable. And how much more valuable are you? Your body, this whole sex thing we're talking about. You know, um, I could elaborate more, and I know we've kind of used our time here, and those are just some of my thoughts um, on this last point. But I really want to encourage you to take our word for it that Multiple sleep part, uh, sex partners outside of marriage is cheap and unfulfilling. But married sex is truly the best sex. You grow with each other and you get to enjoy this gift from God. And I encourage you, I'm going to read that verse again as we close and I'll give it back to Homer. But I encourage you to really listen to this verse and take it to heart. 
to guard your heart above all else because it will determine the course of your life. Guard your heart, guard your purity, guard your body, guard your mind and your heart and your emotions. Protect it from the pigs who want to trample on what you try to give them as sacred because what you have is valuable. Don't give it to pigs anymore. Keep it and guard it because it will determine the course of your life. And so that's all I got to say. I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did, there's a couple things that you could do to connect. First is to subscribe to our show so that the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. And second is if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can click the link in the description or visit our website, gravetop.com, and you can give now. I'll see you next time on the Gravetop Church Podcast.